Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Coffee is in hand. However, I'm in pain, and of course, allergies are kicking my tail. So I will apologize if my voice sounds off. I've completely lost my singing voice, but my podcast voice still seems to be on par. In fact, I would argue it's even a little bit better. I got the Barry White thing going on. I've heard people say, but I want to. I got a couple different topics today, and I'm not going to cover an exchange, even though there's a couple more out there. I'm I'm not covering any more because I think they're the lower tier players. That's not saying they're not worth your time. Simply that I think I've covered the ones that are truly, actively, you know, engaging and and working, and the the best of the pot that you can argue with for any token you can think of that is listed on exchange. And so I'm not going to spend excessive time with exchanges going forward. If one pops up that seems to be you know, an underdog bucking the trend, then I'll go back and cover it. But as of right now, I'm pretty satisfied with what I've got going. So today's episode, I'm going to speak about my underdog token of the, of the day, which I've been following for a while and have purposely not covered because I was doing a lot of research on it. But I think now is about the time to do that, that breakout and start talking about it um, because they're through no action of mine, but they're kind of forcing themselves into an uh, awareness and i see parallels with them and other tokens like shiv like satama uh, i don't have any problems with their marketing strategy whatsoever and so i'm i'm excited about the potential of them but i'm going to cautiously recommend them so i'm going to talk about that one i'm also going to talk about other tokens and some news with some other tokens and how those work uh, and what you might want to consider and then i'm going to round it out with um, something new to the program which is i'm going to talk about tips um, not tips for me, although I'm not going to turn them away. I'm more talking about how the tipping function can work if you're interested in tips for whatever it is that you're doing. So if you're doing something where you want to collect tips, I have some suggestions for you. And I'll be talking about at least one program in the short term that can help you with that. So let's jump right into this. The The first thing I noticed when I woke up today, uh, and I check feeds and just make sure that there's nothing dramatic or, or challenging or problematic or any of that kind of stuff happening. And then if I see that there's something that's going awry, then it's something I want to add to the podcast entry. Uh, so far, it hasn't been anything that's drastic, at least not that I've noticed, but I have seen a couple of points that may be of interest to some groups. And of course, with my daily update, there's only so much I can talk about without boring you. And so I purposely try not to I purposely try not to um, spend too much time on too many different tokens. So that means that some tokens simply will not get the exposure that they may deserve on a given week or other. That's not due to anything other than just time. You know, there's it takes time to uh, get into a lot of this stuff and figure out what it is that is, I think, of most relevancy. So the number one that I'm going to talk about uh, is Satama. So Satama has been listing on additional exchanges and LA token was one that just got added. Of course, like I said, I'm not going to excessively cover it because I think that there was more to it, um, that, that to be done rather with them. Um, so I chose not to, I purposely chose not to cover them and obviously them getting on more exchanges is good. But what I specifically said was I want to see more from the team and from the growth in terms of communication and more more of this um, velocity in a positive direction. I'd like to see a denouncing of the, of the cult uh, mentality and culture because I don't think it's the right answer. I'd like to see a heavier focus on 
you know, how do we get back to more conservative and common sense and, and logic and relevance? You know, how do we how do we do this? So I don't know what it will take um, to get there, but as a result, I have purposely avoided covering it. But I'll mention that they did get into additional exchange. The uh, audit apparently is still going on. Uh, I haven't seen anything uh, change in that regard. I'm kind of hoping that something will change at some point uh, in the future to where we don't um, to where we don't have to wait as long for CERTIC audits. But CERTIC apparently is really backed up with a lot of cryptos jumping on board trying to get their stuff audited. And so this is not something that's on the Satama team at all. It's they're waiting just like everybody else. There's a number of coins waiting, so I'm not criticizing them for something that is beyond their control that wouldn't be fair. I'm saying that I believe, and this is my personal belief and I maintain it and nobody will change my mind, that there could and should have been more awareness of the potential for delay to where we could have gotten ahead of it. So where we could have said, okay, we contact them out upfront, say, hey, tell us how long this process normally takes on average. Are you backed up? You know, the so that we can plan it around our Vegas event that's coming up. Once we get a good understanding of on average it takes XYZ, then we should be able to then uh, uh, calibrate our events around what they tell us, even if it's overly aggressive. Like we might be able to say, okay, being overly aggressive, we expect that it's going to take, you know, 50 years to do the thing. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I'm saying? that we can at least now say, okay, that means that this is going to take us a long freaking time to do whatever, whatever. Let's say that it's two months. Okay, maybe we need to push the Vegas event back a little bit, possibly to December time frame. Of course, that bumps up against various fights that are happening in Vegas. And so you might have lost either way, and then maybe it might have been a good idea to just wait to the new year. Then you could have you could have actually built it around New Year's Eve, right? And you know, the countdowns and the happy new year and then put a theme around it to hide the fact that, Hey, we're, we may not have the audit done in time, but we timed it as best we could. And then announced to people in, in advance that, Hey, we did the best we could, but it's possible that it might be delayed. We're going forth with the event. It's a new year's celebration. That's what we're calling it. We will tell people this is coming. We'll, we'll announce its presence, but we're, we cannot promise that it'll be available on day one, but it is coming and we'll give you a date and that the, and just manage it in communication. It's all after the fact now. I'm saying that I want to see more of that kind of communication where you're proactive on something that could go wrong instead of holding to dates that you can't promise because of factors outside of your control. So I'm actually defending them, believe it or not, but I know they won't listen. So that's Satama. I'm not going to cover it too much heavily uh, in addition. I'm going to circle over to the underdog token next because for whatever reason, this one has gone under the radar and I'm going to blame... And I don't like that word, but I'm going to blame their marketing strategy, which has not been heavy handed. It's been kind of soft touch. It's kind of out there. This token's called the name of the token's called Safe Cat Girl, but the code, the call sign is Cat Girl. So if you were looking on BSC Scan, you're going to search for Safe Cat Girl without spaces. And you should, if you do the straight search, get something back. The thing is, it doesn't work. So then you search cat girl without spaces and then you get a different token. It's not the same token. That is the one that I'm talking about. This is the reason I'm talking this through is because I want you to go and take a look at 
the project itself for yourself so you can understand what it is that's about this one. Now, the one that comes back as Catgirl might also be a safe bet to look into as well. But the one I specifically want you to call out is Safe Cat Girl. And, of course, it is nigh impossible to find this guy when you try to do the search. When you go to PooCoin, PooCoin.app, and you type in Cat Girl, you will get the two entries. You'll see Cat Girl, which is the, the other one I talked about, and then you'll see Safe Cat Girl, Cat Girl. The second one's the one I'm talking about today. Again, I'm not suggesting that the first one is not a good investment or is. I haven't covered it yet. I haven't done any investigation on it yet. I'm not there yet. Um, it's more advanced, and so I haven't, I can't even call it an underdog at this point. But I'm talking about the one that says Safe Cat Girl because that one's the newer one. And I'm going to emphasize a couple of things here for you. First of all, I stress it up and down. You need to do your own research with any of these projects. I'm, that's what I'm trying to give you this instructions to find this so that you can go and search it yourself. Because I'm not going to advocate that you do or don't invest in it. I want you to look into it. I want you to look at their website. I want you to understand them and what it is that they're trying to do. From PooCoin, you'll get to be able to see the graph. Now, the graph may turn some people off because the graph tends to have inklings potentially of a later rug pull. It's still probable that it could be a rug pull. There's no way to truly know. The reason I'm calling it out is that what they've built in when you go to their site, which is safecatgirl.com, what they've built does not seem to imply rug pull. It seems like they're actually serious about building something around this cat girl concept, which of course is more popular in Japan than it is uh, internationally. However, when you look at what they're doing in the phases, and when you look at what they're doing in the different um, exchanges, um, they they claim to be on Gate.io. Gate.io unfortunately kicked me out earlier, not permanently, just I have to go through 50 million hoops in order to get back in there. So I will do that as I'm doing the descriptions. But they claim to be on Gate.io. They've got a whole these different orgs that they've been evaluated with and partnered with um, including lock liquidity and so on that seem to lend themselves to trying to be a credible deal. Um, it's audited by tech rate. Um, stay safe who has evaluated them as reasonably safe. No coins going to be perfectly safe, but they've gotten a pretty decent high rating there as well. So I'm going to say from what I can tell, they've done everything they can in order to be considered a credible, uh, serious coin despite the fact that you got this other cat girl out there and so now you got this contradiction between the two. When you look at, um, and it looks like they are they are not on Gate.io, at least not that I can tell, because um, cat girl is, but not safe cat girl. So this goes back to the whole searching. Now, the, the strange thing about what I'm seeing on Gate.io is that Gate.io's graph for cat girl matches what I see for safe cat girl does not perfectly match what I see for Cat Girl. It's possible these two companies are aligned in some way. I don't think so, but it's possible that they are. So I'm going to still talk about them independently because I don't have full information about what's going on in this one. And then I will do a follow-up once I drill into, you know, what is it really, what's really going on here? Because I don't see, you know, that you guys are actually on here. And if you are, um, what what is your call sign? Because it ain't Cat Girl. Because that's a different company. So tell me what the what the heck's going on here. The second part is that it simply could be that 
they are actually one entity and they have two different tokens and they just aren't good with their website, but I doubt that to be the case as well. But let me just talk about their pitch and what they're trying to advocate. So they're they're around NFT and play-to-earn structures, mostly on the play-to-earn. They're talking about the game around these cat girls. Um, they're also talking about metaverse and meta dating. And so they're appealing to a very, I, I can tell by just their pitch, they're trying to appeal primarily to the Japanese audience, which is not not a bad idea. The Japanese audience would eat up everything that they're talking about here. So I'm I'm you know, cautiously optimistic if it turns out to be a legit something that this could turn into something huge down the road. Um, I am going to dig in into the variance between why there's the cat girl and then the safe cat girl. And then they said that they're on gate IO. I don't see them by that call sign. I do see a cat girl call sign, but it's a different cat girl evident by the logo. But then the graph seems to be the same. I will dig in, find out what that is. And I will do a follow-up from an information perspective but I'm trying to introduce you to it so you can make a decision. If you're going to look at any of these tokens to add to a diverse portfolio, this one might be one to look at. Now, here's the flip on these guys. Save Cat Girl has an extremely high inventory. I don't even, I think it's higher than a, it might be a sextillion, um, but it's an extremely high inventory. This obviously means that you can get a lot of them for dirt cheap. It also means that it would take a long time for that to go down. And so if you're going to consider investing in it, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend more than a couple bucks at most. Because let's say that it is legit and it drops, you know, three zeros, four zeros at the most. I would say four or five zeros is the most you're gonna get out of this thing. I might tell you to drop ten bucks if you're going to consider dropping it. Do no more than like ten dollars and then just let it marinate. And then if it happens, you know, if it happens to be a pull, you only lost ten dollars off scratch, you lost really nothing. But if it ends up succeeding and it goes somewhere, maybe a year or two down the road, you add a couple zeros, you realize some profit off of it, and then you move on to the other projects. So, again, I'm not advocating you do. I'm saying if you do, then I wouldn't put more than $10 in it because of the the significant inventory is a risk. The overlap with the cat girl is a risk on Gate.io, in my opinion. But there's a, there's a compelling use case in what they're describing, at least. And if they can prove it out, it may be a strong long-term uh, deal you're talking like early 2023 this guy could actually be large if it's legit um, there are reflection mechanic but nobody knows about it nobody's investing in it so as of right now there's nobody who is doing transactions such that you would get those reflections but it does have reflection mechanic it does have a burn mechanic it does have all the traditional deals but it doesn't have anything else right now that's benefiting you because nobody knows about it as of yet the other piece um, that I'll call out here is they have an anti-well mechanic that's specifically defined. Part of today's episode and the reason I'm call I called out Safe Cat Girl is I wanted to use their anti-well mechanic as an example to talk about other anti-well mechanics and how it works. So with Safe, I'll get to that in a second. With Safe Cat Girl, though, the liquidity supply is 45% of total. Um, they did... They, they locked it until it was ready to go, so there was no pre-sale. People can get an unfair advantage. Just there's not a lot of people who are aware of it. As, as of right now, nobody's aware of it. Um, if you're going to invest, I would go no higher than $10 as of right now. Watch it. See if it performs the way you expect. If it does, consider adding a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. Don't go full in and definitely don't invest more than you can afford to lose 
I would say just invest raw change, just raw nothing, so you can minimize whatever loss, if there's a loss later, because we just don't know and how this works. Um, but it's past multiple reviews, so I'm calling it out because it's past multiple reviews. It seems clean on the surface. At the same time, there are some red flags in it, and you want to be aware of those red flags going in. So that's Safe Cat Girl. And then, like I said, I'm going to use theirs, their anti-whale. And I want to talk about the anti-whale mechanic because I think a lot of people don't understand anti-whale mechanics, that there's not just one, and I don't think they understand how they work, and I don't think people understand or grasp well, how is it that these tokens are able to be tanked by whales, you know, like we've seen recently? How is that then happening if there's an anti-whale? So what I'm going to do is take a little bit of time now. I'm going to plug in, and I'm going to talk about the different anti-whale mechanics. First, let me define what anti-whale is supposed to mean. And when I say supposed to mean, I'm saying in your mind, what should it mean? In a perfect world, an anti-well mechanic would negate the negative impact on a project because they sell out. Now, here's the problem. There's a pro and a con to anti-well mechanics in general. There are multiple ways to do it. Every way has their ups and downs. And you need to understand and appreciate this. As such, different groups have tried different things. When they try these different things, they then become perceived as a rug pull because it actually blocks other people who were not intending to tank the token. They sold for a valid reason. They sold because they realized their target. They sold because their kid got sick. They sold because of they lost their job. They sold for a legitimate reason. And so the anti-whale was an attempt to try to preserve the value of a token. Now, there are different mechanics, as I said. One mechanic might be that you limit the amount of transactions within a finite period of time very few tokens do this today i think it's the smarter answer but i've seen no token yet that does this approach the way that's i call it throttling so in a throttling approach what you're saying is is that within let's say a 24-hour period the most you can ever transact is x the most you can ever the most number of transactions i'm not talking the amount at this point i'm talking the number of transactions the most number of transactions you can do so our cell is two, right, or three, or some number that is finite and controlled that the vast majority of the population would never exceed. But you might have certain people who might do it to try to gain the system. I'll talk about that in a second. Another anti-well mechanic is that you block the total transaction amount to a certain cap. So SafeCat Girl, for example, they have a 25 quadrillion maximum transaction. Now, at the current price, that's nothing. <laughs> it, it truly is. I, I think I have, you know, like four quadrillion and it's less than a dollar because there's nobody knows about it. But that means that, okay, four, you know, four or five dollars in there or four and a half, four and a quarter, then I'm already at that limit. And if I wanted to total liquidate, you cannot. And so then I have to do separate transactions in order to sell out if I needed to. Once it starts skyrocketing, if it did, now you could buy as much as you want. You can whale in all you care to. They're talking about sales. When people see that there's that cap and it blocks you, you get a message and say you're doing a pancake swap. It'll tell you, hey, I can't calculate gas feed. And so you say, okay, let me drop it down to 
you know, five quadrillion and then that goes and then five quadrillion and then that goes and five and then it goes. And so then you're like, okay, I'll just build a bunch of five quadrillion quadrillions until it sells out the way I want. This goes back to what I was, I deferred, which was having a cap on the maximum number of transactions per day, because that would stop the, basically the chunking approach to selling out that no token has ever thought to do, which I think is a smarter approach to stopping whales because there's no regular person I can think of that within one day is going to do chunk selling. It's, it's, it's probable, but it's illogical. Like, why would you do that? If you could sell and you were not a whale, let's say you had $1,000 worth of something where that's not hitting a max of any kind, but it's just $1,000 something. If you wanted $1,000, why would you take $1,000? Because if it's in a wallet, it doesn't matter regardless. Now, you can get around this transaction to some degree with the exchanges. But again, the exchanges, by and large, are not giving you full reflections. If you go to LBank, there are reflections, but they take a portion of it. So you're not getting the full amount of reflections that you're entitled to. You'd have to be in a wallet. If you said, I'm just going to leave it in the exchange and I don't care about the reflections, which to me makes no sense, but let's say you did this, then the, the anti-well doesn't apply. This is where people start to lose the plot in what they think they understand in anti-whale. The anti-whale is at the contract level. It is not at the exchanges because the exchanges is outside of the contract. The exchange would be the same thing as you selling on Craigslist and somebody showing up to your house and you giving them money that, or they're giving you money. That's what the exchange is basically doing. You are exchanging what already exists. You're not mining it. You're not hitting the contract at all. So the, there's nothing saying that, and I guarantee you at the high level, this is the case that there are people out there who are sitting on major bags, super whales, but they leave them in the exchange. Why do they leave them in the exchange? Because they have all sorts of advanced trading techniques that generate the same profit that they're already losing off of the reflection. So they don't need to have it sitting in a wallet. They don't care. It's more important to them to be able to quickly sell out when they want to, quickly buy in when they want to. They pay no gas fees. They don't even think about gas fees. Many of them trade it like a stock. So your anti-well does not apply. I think a misconception is that the anti-well applies regardless. It cannot because there's no way for the, you know, the contract owner or if it's community to stop the exchange from allowing large sales. They can't do it. They can tell the exchange, hey, we got a limited inventory, so do X, Y, but it's up to the exchange what they will and won't allow. The exchange really sets the rules on what will and won't allow. There could be fees, and that's the other anti-well mechanic, is that you have increased fees based on a certain amount. These will apply on the exchange side. You'll see it on different places like KuCoin in particular will say, hey, there's an extra fee of 5% because this token's asked for it. And they're usually doing that as an anti-well measure. So the other way that you're telling people that you don't want them to sell is you're making, you're charging them a piece of their, of their bag in order to, as part of the sellout, as benefit the sellout. I'm, I'm skeptical of that one because, again, if you're a whale, you don't care. <laughs> You don't care because if you're sitting on a million dollars worth of something, you don't you you truly do not care about fifty thousand dollars going out, right? It's like, so I I understand that people have the misconception about anti whale, but the truth is, it would take a lot of different things combined to make a true anti whale mechanic that would actually work. And fundamentally, you still can't stop them because if they're truly whales, they're going to take the token by way of the exchanges. Frankly, most of the transactions that do tank exchange that tank prices are happening in the exchanges, not in your swaps. They're not happening in DEX. 
the DEXs, for the most part, are your are going to be your buys and occasional sells. You might have transfers, but they're buys and occasional sells. You're not getting major whale situations coming from the swaps. That doesn't say they're not there. I'm saying, by and large, they're, I guarantee you, coming from the exchanges, which means there's no way to fundamentally completely block that from happening. It's not going to happen. The exchange will allow what the exchange will allow. The fees are not going to deter somebody who really wants to sell out and sitting on a million and they don't care about 500000 I assure you of this. All to say that you can build the perfect anti-whale mechanic into the contract all you care to. At the end of the day, whales, will, whales are going to do what whales are going to do and you just have to deal with it. Now, I will switch up what I just said by saying if you have a strong enough project with a compelling enough use case and leadership who owns when they screw up, had to let that marinate for a second, owns when they screw up, and they do the right things, they communicate effectively, they're ahead of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They're not allowing cult mentalities. They're doing the right things for the benefit of the project and the benefit of the community, not for their own individual. Then you have less of a likelihood that whales will sell out in the short term. And many of them will then, if they're going to sell, they would sell it, you know, as they need it, right? I don't need the whole million. I'll just take, you know, 250 grand or something to go buy my Lambo and move on with something else. But I'll still let this marinate because I see it's still growing steadily and healthy. But when you do critical preventable mistakes, it tends to make certain serious investors sketchy and they will sell out and they will give their money to something else. Or they'll sell out to trigger a massive drop and then buy in at a discount. You got them back as a holder, but then everybody else has been affected who isn't, doesn't have that privilege to be able to do that because of Ethereum gas fees or something else. What I'm saying is, is that the best anti-wheel mechanic involves a variety of different things. It involves minimizing the number of transactions that you can do per day, minimizing the total amount per transaction, applying something with the exchanges that is a disincentive to cashing out en masse, accepting that it still will happen, but you accept it still will happen. And then critically important is that your leadership team has to not allow cults, not promote cults, completely denounce cults and cult mentality. They have to acknowledge when they screw up, almost cussed, they have to own their own failure. They have to say, this is what I'm going to do to move us forward because I made these mistakes. And they have to not make those mistakes again. They have to drop their ego and be willing to ask for help from the community that's there that wants everybody to succeed. When they don't know what they're doing, they need to ask and say, this is the problem we're trying to solve. We're trying to see if there's some people who have the skill sets to help us here that we can talk it through. You do some video chats, you do your due diligence, find the right people that can help you do things correctly, and then move the project forward steadily. And I assure you that the vast majority of whales are not going to sell those projects because they see that not only is it well-managed, not only is it healthy growth, but you also have people who truly care about the community and not just themselves. So as an overall, I think there's a lot going on in the industry today, and much of it is a precursor to the various laws that the United States government are passing that are going to harm crypto in the long term. And I think it's critical that we get to a point where we start understanding and acting like a business all the way around, but we also have to understand reality. Reality is that whales are the success of a project. Ultimately, they're the backbone of it. Without them, projects cannot succeed. Similarly, they can be the failure of a project. When you have them, they can easily tank it. 
you have to make them happy. And you do this by way of good information, accurate information, acknowledgement when you screw up, making sure you don't screw up, asking for help and dropping your ego and treating it as a true business, not just in the marketing and the branding, but also in how you outreach when you don't, when you need that help and you don't know what the heck you're doing. You need to reach out and say, we need help because we want this to succeed. Tell us what are the things you see that are red flags from people who are actually in the trenches who have done it. You've got, I guarantee you, attorneys, you got financial people, auditors like myself, uh, PR people, marketing people, radio people, branding type people, service type people. You've got all sorts of people I guarantee bought into the project. We have a vested interest in the success of your project. We don't want a whale to sell. We accept, we should, accept that they are a fundamental backbone of our project. And so we don't want the whales to sell. So we're happy to contribute what we know and what we see in our red flags to help the project because by doing so, we help our own investment. This fundamental, I don't know why it's so foreign to so many in the crypto industry because it's common sense if you think about it. We are investors, every one of us, the whales and non-whales. We all want the thing to succeed. So we should embrace when information is given to us fundamentally for free that helps us achieve that aim, but yet we have this subset that simply doesn't want to, that just has this ego and doesn't want to embrace when they make these mistakes that we need to do a better job and reach out to these resources that are already there in the project that we know must be there. They have to be. And then you just simply vet them with video calls and audio calls and then use their information to push it forward safely and correctly. And then we make the whales happy because we've done our job correctly. Why this is a foreign concept, I don't know. It, this is my plea that we consider this because there's not a technology in the world that's going to stop whales. You're always going to have whales sell en masse, especially when you screw a project. So we should stop screwing up.